When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big story in today's New York Post with a really cute picture of our guy John Katsimatidis, who, of course, you guys know how close I am with John and Margo Andrew the same. His new book is out, How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. And we've got a huge book signing open to the public later on today at 1 o'clock, the Barnes & Noble on 46th and 5th Avenue. It's going to be packed. i got... Friends messaging me last night at 9 o'clock. I'm half asleep. Hey, where's that book signing tomorrow? But that is that is the, you know, kind of the mark that John and Margot and their two beautiful children have made on this city. And certainly now in the radio business with WABC getting great ratings, and specifically this show, Through the Roof. So here he is, our dear friend, once again, the author of How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire and the host of Cats and Cosby, 5 p.m. weekdays, and the Cats Roundtable, 8 a.m. Sunday mornings, the great John Katz and Matides. Good morning, John. How are you, buddy? Well, good morning, Sid. I mean, you're playing better and better music. Well, well, what do you attribute that to? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 Lewis, I guess Lou Rufino has to get some of the credit, John. I don't know. But uh feels like the first time was a song I just played. So what does it feel like you to, for you today? This book is out. People are already talking about it. More people are talking about your book than Ron DeSantis, to be honest. So how does it feel, John, with uh, with the book signing coming up today, the book on the shelves, and everybody talking about John Katsimatidi's new book? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, a few friends uh, sent me a, a few funny ones, and one of them I said to uh, uh, him, well, at least my grandchildren to come someday will know who's paying the tuition. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a good laugh about that, and... <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and you know what it's uh, all about? It's um, I respect my forefathers, and, you know, I always did that. And, uh, uh, and uh, I am proud of uh, our country. I love our country. And this is the only country in the world things like this could happen to where an immigrant kid, immigrant kid, uh, comes from a, from a small country like Greece and works hard, uh, goes, to, uh, goes to the uh, good public high schools, Brooklyn Tech High School. I'm proud of uh, that was uh, the best high school, one of the best high schools in the country, and uh, uh, learns a little bit of leadership from uh, there, learns a lot about working with our hands, uh, learns and, 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 and helps me. Brooklyn Tech helped make a difference in my life because this kid from 135th Street didn't know crap about anything outside of 135th Street. And that sort of like expands the mind, being able to, 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 to deal with smart teachers, great uh, public school teachers, and, and uh, 
uh, that made a big difference, Sid. So, John, you know, so much of your book, the spirit of your book, really is about taking personal license. And as a young father, my wife and I talk all the time at a time when victim culture seems to be growing and growing in this country. How do we make sure that our young daughter, when she's old enough, of course, uh, understands that she needs to make sure that she goes through and does not have that victim mentality? Well, I'd like to make sure you put her in the right schools. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, uh, we were living on the east side with, uh, with Margo, and I moved to the east side. And, uh, and uh, uh, the joke I used to tell my friends that uh, I have a 300-acre front yard. You know what the 300 acre front yard was? Central Park. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I, I had a wonderful uh, a lady as a uh, private banker, Louise Gunderson, and she said, you have to send your daughter to Episcopal, which is one of the best preschools around. I didn't even know the word Episcopal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, you constantly you learn from friends. Constantly, you learn from mentors. You know, you know the biggest thing one one could do growing up in New York: keep learning. Because I'll tell you, fifty years later, I'm still learning. Oh, of course, and, every day. In fact, uh, you know, every I, day I get a kick out of you because every time I talk to Ava John, I think about you because he said to me, Sid. The one thing I would not allow my kids to do was go to a college far away. And both of your kids stayed in New York. My daughter's in Wales. It's outside of London. And I always think, oh, John was right. What the hell is she doing so far away? But she's also excelling. And Danielle and I have a lot of the same philosophies that you and Margot have in raising your two beautiful children. Also one boy and one girl, just like we've got. But from a business end, John, look, you've made billions of dollars. You have promised people when they buy this book. They will learn how to make their first billion dollars. That's quite a promise. But Sid, Sid, yeah. you know what a friend of mine said? What? If I buy if I buy two books, do I make two billion? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. But do you remember the day? Forget about billions. I mean, God bless you. You're successful, and you deserve every penny because you're a good-hearted soul. I'm happy for you. But do you remember the first time? The first time you saw a million dollars? First time. Well, I'll tell you, I was about 24 years old. I had about 10 stores. Uh, that's about 1972, 73, 74. And I realized I was making a million dollars a year. Wow. And a million dollars a year in those days was a lot of money. A lot. <laughs> a lot <laughs> in 1972. Right. And, and, and so the first, uh, you know, you know how you get a, uh, a cold feeling in your face. It, it just comes down your face. Yes. And I said, holy crap. And, you know, we'll use that <laughs> other four-letter word. <laughs> and, 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 and then uh, I had a uh, uh, another Jewish mentor. Uh, oh, my God, I'm going to remember his name. And, and I was buying, in 1977, I was buying a lot of real estate using the excess cash flow from the supermarket business. Because, and I didn't know any better because 1977, the world was coming to an end in New York City. There was no comeback. It was going to. Well, that that, that summer, cliff. that summer of 77, we had the blackout. We had Son of Sam. Thank God we had Reggie Jackson and the Yankees beat the Dodgers in the World Series. But that summer of 77 in New York was a disaster, John. 
I, I said I was buying real estate because I didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it paid off, right? I'm sure it paid off, John, yes? Well, I'll tell you. One second. One second. I, I, I put in about $5 million into the real estate business in 1977, 78, when, when the world was coming to an end because I didn't know any better. And then about five years later, four years later, when the market turned around, I, that $5 million I invested, I made my first hundred million. Wow. The first hundred million. And how much, of that, how much of that had to do with the fact, John, as, you know, we keep getting these updates on Jimmy Carter, the 39th president. He's still alive. He's been hospice now for nine days. But he was the president in 1977 when things started getting really bad. They got worse in 1979. And then Reagan takes over in 81. So do you give a lot of the credit to this boom in your life? Your first hundred million dollars to Ronald Reagan at the time. Well, you know, you know what happened. Uh, interest rates went to seventeen percent, sixteen percent, seventeen percent. I wasn't a big borrower. I was buying for cash, and uh, so I didn't feel that. Right. So what happened when everybody else had to sell their real estate because they were going broke in nineteen seventy-seven, seventy-eight? I bought it, and wow. it's, you know what that means Smart. for every for everybody's heartache. There's somebody that says. I may have an opportunity. Right. And the same thing is in New York City right now, Sid. New York is the greatest city in the world, and I predict New York City is going to make a big comeback because it always does. I've lived through – me and you have lived through the ups and downs of New York. Oh, no doubt. And I, and I love New York. It, it made a difference in my family, in my life, my family life. And, and I'm going to work as hard as I can to make sure the right moves are made in New York. Like I, somebody was in my office yesterday, and I, I, I said, well, Governor Hochul, I have no differences with her. The differences, the main difference I have, I think by April 1st, when, when the, uh, Governor Patterson has given her advice on the new budget, that she has a lot of power over the socialists that try, are trying to run our city are trying to run our state, and, and uh, that she could put her foot down. She's a tough Irish girl. She could put her foot down and say, enough is enough. we got to keep our city and our citizens safe. And that's, and that's the only thing I ask for, for, for Governor Hochul. I keep our city safe. Because, look, who did, half a million, 484,000 have moved out in the last two years. What are you going to wait? If, if they keep moving out, you won't be able to pay your budget. No, I know. All these socialists that want to give away money, right. there's not going to be any money there to give away. And, John, look, I mean, you certainly have enough money to live anywhere in the world. You can live anywhere you want. You're in your 70s. You've made your billions. You know, John Jr. and A.J., they're pretty set. But you stay in New York. So when you say you love New York, you prove it every day. You don't need to be here, but you love it here. But let me ask you this. If John Katsimatidis left Greece and ended up anywhere else in the country, and not Harlem, not New York City, would the success story be the same, or do you really believe it's all come to this because of New York City? I think New York has a big, big thing to do with it. Um, I will give you an example. Uh, if you bought a building for a million dollars, right, and in New York, 10 years later, you want to sell it for $10 million. Yeah. 
there's 20 buyers out there that'll pay you the, the, the 10 million. If you bought your if you bought your million dollar building in Kansas City, Boise, Idaho, how many people are going to pay you more than the million dollars <laughs> yeah, you pay? That's true. Nobody. That's true. Right. I mean, maybe Vegas, maybe Miami. I mean, you have a beautiful building, John. You just built uh, in St. Petersburg, which I think is going to be one of the prettiest spots in the whole country. But you're right. I mean, New York is still number one. Even today, you feel like today, real estate, this is still the place to get into bed, New York? Yes, New York is the greatest city in the world. And there's opportunities right now because people have to sell. Some of the banks are going to start foreclosing on other people because they can't. The, the banks have uh, uh, get nervous. They get nervous. Yep. And they say, oh, we'd rather be out of this loan. So the, the banks that are getting nervous, there's an opportunity for somebody else. You know, again, on your book, and, and I really can't wait to read this and then become a billionaire after reading this book. Buy two books. You make two books. I'm going to try. Th- I'm going to buy ten. <laughs> buy of them. three. I'm going to buy ten. Buy I'm, ten, just, I'm ten going billion. all. I'm going all in. I'm going to take whatever cash I have and I'm slapping it down on the table today at the Barnes and Noble on 46th and 5th, and maybe ask for a signature as well. Um, but you know, what would you say to somebody maybe that's going through adversity? Because I'm sure on this journey, you've had plenty of adversity. Um, you know, so much of the message is making sure that you have personal license. What would you say to somebody that's going through adversity right now? I would say sit down, make common sense decisions, sit down with the uh, with uh, uh, your bankers. If you're having disagreements with your bankers, try to, you know, make common sense decisions. Uh, I remember when I was a banker, I ran uh, uh, at one point in 1990 when, when that, that other recession was going on. Uh, uh, I was chairman and CEO of First New York Bank. That's another one of careers that nobody knows about. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was also running the workout department. You know what the workout department is? The workout department is a department where you talk to your people who are not paying and say, can you pay me at least something? <laughs> 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 and, I, and I met one guy, one of our, one of our customers, nice guy. He had restaurant on the east side. I said, "Look, you owe us uh, twenty million dollars. Can you can you at least pay the interest? Can you pay something? You know, I want to you know." And he said, he sat there across from me and says, "Nope." I said, "Can you pay at least half the interest?" No. Nope. No, guys like that. Today, John Katsimatidis, not just the grocery business, but the Red Apple Group has a conglomerate with interest in energy, real estate, aviation, baseball. We'll talk to Homer Bush, in fact, tomorrow, entertainment and media, including WABC. Uh, John, listen, we love you. Uh, you and Margo and your children. You're a wonderful family. You're a great success story. And look, a lot of people make a lot of money, but they're not very good people. You have a, a heart of gold, and everybody is happy for you and this book. We wish you success with the book. We'll see you this afternoon at Barnes & Noble. God bless you. We love you. Well, thank you, and uh, thank you for a great job both of you do. And uh, you. Yeah, you know what it is? It's loving people. People that hate people end up in the sewer. Remember that. That's true. We love you, John. Thank you so much. Again, folks, go buy the book today or meet us at Barnes & Noble on 46th and 5th at 1 o'clock this afternoon. The book is How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. And he is a billionaire, but let me tell you something, folks. He's even a better person. And that's John Katsimatidis.